Morning, everyone. Morning. Welcome to the Lord's house today for worship. Satan is prowling around like a roaring lion. And in the readings today, he presents his two great temptations. Either God doesn't care, or he's so weak he can't do anything about it. Listen to the word today very carefully and find your answer for those tough temptations. Order of service is found on screen and in the worship folder. At this time, let's begin with our opening hymn, Day by Day.
stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Almighty and merciful Father, we have strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed what we have devised and desired in our hearts. We have offended you and sinned against your holy law. We have done those things that we should not have done, and we have not done those things that we should have done. Have mercy on us, Lord. Spare us, forgive us, and restore us according to your promises in Christ Jesus. Our gracious Father in heaven has been merciful to us. He sent his only Son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life as the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ, and by his authority alone, I forgive you all of your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, keep your family continually in the true faith, so that those who rely on the hope of your heavenly grace may be protected by your mighty power. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. First lesson is from Isaiah 40, and it serves as basis for the sermon. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. In his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Continue with Psalm 103.
Second lesson is from 1 Peter chapter 5. Struggles in life cause us to doubt God, his, his power or his care. Peter leads us to humble ourselves, which is to submit in faith, to trust the Lord through all these tough things. And he'll lift us up. We read, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you've suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong firm and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Please stand for the gospel. The gospel from Mark chapter 1, clearly Jesus shows God's tremendous care in his life and with what he was able to do with miracles. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let's go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I've come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in in their synagogues and driving out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for the hymn.
grace and mercy and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gives perfect care, brothers and sisters in him. Uh, there was a party going on, it was a birthday party, and a number of relatives got together for this. Somebody was celebrating their third birthday, and there came a time where all the people who gathered, the adults, were in a circle, just talking rather loudly, having a great time. Unbeknownst to us, one of the parents' emotion had been building and building and building. And all of a sudden, in the midst of everybody talking, the tears started flowing. And you can imagine, we all just kind of simmered down and our attention and gaze turned to the mother who was crying and somebody of course said, what's going on, are, are, are you okay? And, and the floodgates opened and she just let it burst out. My, my kid has just turned three and hasn't even gone bowling yet. <laughs> it's funny now and we laugh about it now, but at the time it was very, very serious to that mother. She, and admits it now too, she jumped to the extreme. Our human minds and hearts and emotions can do that. And based on emotion that wells up, based on the circumstances around us, we can jump to the extreme. And it may seem at the time perfectly logical. What, what we're thinking may make perfect sense, and yet it, it has really gone off the charts to the deep end. A, a scenario that's not going to happen. Or, or emotion can well up within us, and, and we jump to conclusions that are so far-fetched <laughs> But we're convinced this, this is likely going to be the reality, but it's really gone way far afield. In Isaiah chapter 40, he's talking to Judah, one of the 12 tribes of Israel, and he knows in their future they're going to be taken into captivity. That word captivity, that's a really easy word to say in a sermon. It's a really easy word to say to people who've never been in such circumstances. It's a really easy thing to say from just a matter of fact. This happened historically in the past to a tribe called Judah. But I want you to keep in mind, this is captivity. This is a serious thing. This is bondage. This is terrifying on the people. They're, they're going to lose their homes and the place they love, the promised land, and, and they're going to be uprooted and they're going to be taken off to the Babylon area where they're going to be transplanted. They're, they're going to lose all familiarity and everything they know and, and be, in a manner of speaking, enslaved to somebody else. This is a worst-case scenario. This is to the extreme. I mean, can you just imagine the things going on? How much that would have hurt? Can you imagine the kids? We, we don't get to go to Disneyland. We don't even get to go bowling. Can you imagine the grandparents as they're taking their slow steps all the way across all of those miles, trekking those miles to, to their new home in bondage and captivity as those older people in the community that were supposed to be the spiritual leaders now evaluate their ways and realize just how spiritually depraved they were and misguided and led the whole tribe of Judah away, which led to these consequences and severe things God brought on them. Such a severe thing. 
Because this wouldn't be days. This wouldn't be weeks in slavery, in captivity. This wouldn't be months. This wouldn't even be just a few years. This would be from 605 BC, basically all the way to 535 BC, maybe even further. This would be a really long time. And as the years dragged on in this captivity where they were away from their promised land and home, you can imagine their lives were dragged down more and more. And now you can imagine what their prayers became like as they're away from the land they love. And in a manner of speaking, felt so distant from the God they knew. God, are you even there anymore? Do you even care anymore? Do you even know us anymore? Are you sleeping? Is there something the matter with you? Do you have some kind of deficiency going on with you? Is there something the matter with your ears or your eyes that you're not hearing us, you're not seeing us? Have we put our confidence in the wrong God? I mean, we know we're sinners. We recognize that. But, but did we really deserve a punishment and consequence this serious to this degree? I mean, haven't you gone a little overboard here in, in how, how you've punished us and, and left us for so long over here? Maybe the problem is with you. Maybe you've forgotten that you chose us as your people in the Old Testament and you just don't care about your promises anymore and you've given up on it. Maybe the problem is with you. And, I mean, sinners are sinners, right? And so, if somebody truly is saying something like this, maybe the tears are flowing. And maybe the language gets a little rough. Maybe there's some vulgarity. Maybe it's complaining. Maybe it turns to accusation. Maybe it even wavers with unbelief. In God's response, he actually recognizes that. He says, Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. There are two names used in that verse. Jacob and Israel, and both refer to the same person. Jacob was the grandson of Abraham, and his name means trickster, deceiver, and that's exactly how he was growing up. He was a trickster, not that man of faith that he came to be by the promises of God, and then God named him Israel, reflective of that. As God shaped him and led him and taught him to trust him. So you have two names here, Jacob trickster, deceiver, and then you have Israel. It's, it's like that life of Jacob that wavered back and forth. And now he's applying that to Judah. Judah, you're, you're, which one are you? Are, are you Jacob or, or are you Israel? You're, you're wavering back and forth here with what you're saying to me. And isn't that what happens to us too? Circumstances arise in life. Tough times. Issues that we don't like. And we bounce back and forth. Or we slip from the footing of faith and we slip towards that extreme of unbelief. And, and then it reflects itself in our prayers, doesn't it? We go to the Lord, but, but only to complain. 
We pray to the Lord and bring things to him, but only to accuse him of something wrong. And in response, God says, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you talking like this? Why are you treating me like this? What's going on with here? Why are you shifting to the extreme? Do you really think I don't care? Do you really think I don't have power over these things? Do you really think my promises have failed? Do you really think your situation came to my desk like on a piece of paper and I looked at it and I crumbled it up and threw it in the garbage just like that and moved on to the next thing? You don't know what you're talking about. You couldn't be further from the truth. And he presents it to them. He says... Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. Doubts are, are something that struggle with the truth, and despair is something that rejects the truth, that gives up on it and sees no way out. And so God presents the truth no matter where somebody's at, whether they're doubting or they've slipped all the way into despair. And one of the beautiful things he does here is he uses his holy, saving, sacred name. The name of the Lord, and you'll notice it's all caps. It's God's name that says, I go to bat for sinners, and I'm going to follow through and carry out my promises and make sure they come true. I'm going to do it. Have you forgotten that? And then he describes himself as the everlasting God. Do you know what everlasting means? It means he lasts forever. It means there's never a moment in time where he hasn't been, which means he's been there for all time for every sinner. He was there before time, over time, and he'll be there at the end of time. There's never a time where this Lord who gives his promises hasn't been there for sinners. And then he says he's the creator of the ends of the earth. I, I know it's fun to look online and to see in magazines the, the mountaintops and stuff. Most likely, you and I are never going to get there. I mean, there are these majestic heights, these high points that God has created that we will never get to. And then there are these side points, these ends of the earth that we will see most likely but never get to. Because most of us will never leave the the United States. Do you understand the point? Places that we will never get to. The heights, the sides, the depths. God created those things. Majestic power. What wisdom to put all of these things together. He's over all of the points. And and if that's not good enough, there's this beautiful verse that comes about in Isaiah just before verse 27 of our lesson. And I want to read that to you too. He takes you out of this world. He says, Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. God has ordered and arranged all of the stars that fill our eyes that we can't even, we can't even 
understand the amount of them. He has ordered and arranged them just so, and he calls them each by name. And if you're here in the morning and you see some of the kids bring their Pokemon cards and they have every single one memorized and they know what the names are, that's like the Lord. He knows every single one of these things and calls them by name. Do you really think he can forget you because his wisdom goes beyond all understanding? Do you really think it's possible that he can forget you? That he doesn't know what you're going through? Do you really think that he's going to lose track of your name? Have you lost track of his? Lost sight of his incredible power to be able to help? Have you plugged your ears because of the struggles of life to the mighty power of his word and what he does through it and by it? Have frustrations so flattened your faith that you're just losing heart to not seeing these things? Then you need to listen. This is a really incredible verse. This is the Lord. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And he's talking about Jesus Christ. You will always find this in Jesus. You will always find this in the good news about Jesus Christ. God didn't forget your cause in him. He took up your cause in Jesus Christ. Your creator who's over all of these things, so mighty and wise, he sent his own son here to take on flesh, to understand bondage, to know what captivity and sin is like and what you and I are going through and the people of Judah. And to know what hurts and sin are all about. And he came here to experience it and to understand it to the fullest depth because it's that Jesus Christ who made the hurts that you have gone through, that you've endured, what sin has done to you, and he's done this for every single person, that he took his life and sent it to a cross so that he would know a depth of pain and suffering called hell and make sure that you would never know it. Jesus went to a cross to suffer for you, for your complaints, my complaints, for our accusations against the Lord, for our faithlessness to him, for the times we've turned against him, for the times we've used vulgarity against him and made it his fault, for all of these things that we do because we're sinful. Not saying that is an excuse. Jesus took your place and he took your sin so that you, by the power of the word, would hear from his mouth to humble yourselves, to repent, and to turn to him because he forgives you. Your creator forgives you. By the almighty power that he has, he does not crush you. 
but empowers you. He strengthens you. He renews your strength so that you soar and fly like the eagle, so that you run, so that you walk. Can you imagine those captives as they're trudging along in misery all the way over to Babylon? I mean, it's a picture of the complete reverse as they're free, as they're walking home, as they're given new life, because that's what the gospel does. This is a picture of what God does for you in the gospel as he renews your soul. And because he created both soul and body, when God gives life to the soul, it overflows to the body too. And certainly this whole picture is something that that describes for us what God will do for each and every one of us in the resurrection. But he certainly gives miracles here in life too. By the power of the gospel, fly and run and walk. Because you're free in Jesus Christ. This is where God has promised to give it to you. In fact, and if we press this, this is an extreme promise. God takes it to the extreme at his own expense. To give this to you. Find it in Jesus Christ. Have it in Jesus Christ. Enjoy it and bask in it in Jesus Christ. Trust the Lord. No matter what comes your way in life. Trust the Lord. To the extremity of faith. The furthest extremity of faith. Amen. Please stand. May the peace of God which surpasses our understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join together and confess our faith with the creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God and Mary's Son, in the fullness of time you came into our world to save us from sin and death. You are the day of grace Beloved Son of the Father, revered by the Magi, baptized by John, you came preaching and teaching, healing and comforting, forgiving and encouraging. Prince of Peace, shine like a beacon for us and the people of our world. Let the good news of salvation be heard in the remotest corners of the earth. Open our own lips to speak your name to those around us who still live without faith or hope. Lord of the Church, let your peace rule our hearts that we may use our gifts to serve you and each other in willing gratitude and joy. Watch over our loved ones near and far that they may remember your love and rejoice in your salvation. 
Strengthen the faith of the sick and the disheartened. Give hope to those in despair and comfort those who mourn. Be gracious to all and lead us to reflect your love in everything we say and Hear us, Lord, as we now pray in silence. Finally, bring us and all your believers to the heavenly home where we will stand in the full light of your glory and with all your saints and angels sing the everlasting song of triumph. Amen.
please stand. Blessed Lord, you have given us your holy scriptures for our learning. May we so hear them, read, learn, and take them to heart, that being strengthened and comforted by your holy word, we may cling to the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Please be seated.